Hey guys, welcome to the Last Set Podcast, and jo- today joining me is Igor, Igor Martins, BJJ Brown Belt and instructor at Bravos BJJ, and recently just t- took home a double gold in the WA state titles in the 94 kilogram and in the absolute division. <laughs> so we've been reaching out, we've been talking recently, and then obviously we decided we were going to do this today, and also he brought his girlfriend Ebony with it, so... Hopefully we're going to make this bland and all that. So let's get this started, man. I mean, yeah, you've had a very, cool. you've had a very successful past couple of months. Yes, smashing out SG, SGT, and then taking on the state titles. How do you feel, man? Yeah, it feels good. Like for so long, ten years training for, like to have a good result. So yeah, that's what you do the best. Just training hard, and that's it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What's it like for you as a partner watching him compete? It's amazing. I love watching him compete just because seeing him do something that he's so passionate about is just unlike anything. It's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Because the thing is, my uh, my family, when they ever watch me compete, as well as my girlfriend, they always say they get, it gives them like anxiety and all yeah, that. Yeah. Like <laughs> watching a loved one compete on the fight on the mat, it's, it's hard. I get it. It's hard because you've been doing this for how long? Did you say 10 years now? Almost 10 years, yeah. So January. How did you, how did you start then? Um, actually I started for, um, fight at school. <laughs> really? Yeah. So yeah. what happened? Uh, <laughs> did you win? Just, just normal, normal, like teenager. When I started was four, 15 mm-hmm. years old. And then just like, uh, just need to learn something to defend myself at school, you know? And then it's usually to change my mind. It's like, how are going to do? Like when I started, I used to see my coach, my old coach in Brazil. He used to go like in my suburb, like going up and down with the, his gi and blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be like this guy. And then that was pretty cool. And then I just joined. I remember that a friend of mine, he used to do it. And I was like, no, yeah, let's go. I want to go in. Um, but the problem is I was 15 years old. My mom was like, no, you're not going to do this, you know, because like it's a, you're going to be go there at school and then try to beat everyone up. I don't want you doing martial arts. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And then when I went there, I started to uh, compete already. Like was, I think my, it was three months already in Jiu-Jitsu. I was like, mom, I want you to compete. And it's like, I, I'm not going to support you for now. And then, yeah, I think with time, she just saw that I was really passionate about it. And then she started to accept that uh, I'll, I'll love, I love Jiu-Jitsu, you know? So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, so whereabouts are you originally from then? I'm from South Brazil. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. normally when you see everyone from Brazil, like Rio, Sao Paulo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the black chip. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when did you originally come out to Australia then? Uh, so when I started Jiu-Jitsu, I was like, I, n- I never thought that ab- ab- about coming to another country to fight on anything. Because when you are in Brazil, it's really hard to dream with these things. Like, oh my God, they're going like most of the guys, when they are good, they're going to go to US and, and things. But um, uh, I never, I never thought that I was, was going to come here. And then uh, I remember that, w- that I was in the army when I was 18 in Brazil. Wow. And then um, I got a medal in there that's pretty, like, the distinguished guy and everything. Um, 
And then some sergeant in the army, he said to me, like, you need to find something better. You need to go to French for Legion. And then, you know, the French for Legion. You were, you were in the French for Legion? Yeah. Holy yeah. fucking shit. That's for six awesome. months. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, that was crazy. I was 19 years 19 old. 19 at yeah. the time. So yeah. if you don't mind me asking, because um, I don't know much about Brazil and culture, was it public service you were doing or did you go to the army by choice? Uh, actually, in these days, like if you want to stay in the army, they they can they can stay with you. Otherwise, if you don't want, if you said no, I don't want to go in the army, so you you don't go, you don't need, it, you don't have to, you know. Oh, okay. But when I went there, I was like, maybe I can represent the army in jujitsu or something like that. Is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I was just in my mind, you know. I was like, because um, some some armies have that. They have. Like American, yes. they had their own boxing team. They had their wrestling yeah, team. Yeah, the wrestling as well. Australia has their own BJJ team, believe yeah. it or not. So ah, that's cool. Army, yeah. yeah. So, so, wait. So, okay. So, you were 18 in the army. Yeah, in Brazil. And you'd been already training for how many years before you went into there? Uh, about three, four years. Three, four years. Yeah. So, when you were in the army, did you, like... Was it easy for you to go through like combat training and then because you're already quite yeah skilled yeah. yeah 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 everyone actually even the sergeants like ah oh, let's organize a fight for you <laughs> inside the army they're like no 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 I, I can't fight outside the jujitsu um, outside the mats and then they're just like joking but every time like with my friends we used to like do like little roles I was like yeah let's see if jujitsu works and. That's all, always everyone's gonna tell this, you know, when you are like with a lot of boys and everything. And so, wow, let's see if Jiu-Jitsu works. Oh, and I then, see. all right, come in. <laughs> and then it's just, um, uh, but that, that was pretty cool. Like, I think I, I learned a lot in the army, you know, I learned a lot of things. Like, okay, mentally, so how to be by myself and um, special mentally, you know, like you have someone screaming on, on your side. And then you need to deal with that with pressure. I think that's why I have a good uh, mind in my jujitsu. You know, when I'm gonna fight, I want to stay by myself. I don't want to talk too much. I want to just stay with with me. You know. Wow. Yeah. So when you went to the French Foreign Legion when you were 19, like what what was the difference between that and being in the army? Uh, in these days, it's not too much difference. Really? You know, yeah. Uh, so there wasn't no like big step up in like yeah, intensity or training no. or anything like that? Because actually what I want is like go to do like some missions outside the army. Like go to Lebanon, go to, I don't know, Bali, uh, no, Mali. That's the mission that they do in Africa. Oh, um, okay. So I had this big dream. I was like, no, I'm going to go. Everyone, like you used to say for me, even my, my, my parents as well, I was like, no, you're not going to go. You're going to go by yourself. You are crazy going to this thing. Because when you see, when you see like in the, in the media, like friend for legends, like Jesus Christ, it's just guys that used to rub. It's guys that yeah. are always, uh, the police want to catch them and then they go there to be, to yeah. hide the police, you know. In these days, it's not like that anymore. Yeah, because I remember the story of a guy I remember everybody telling me about the French Foreign Legion that they originally came from like robbers and criminals, yeah. and then they yeah. had a choice: you either go to jail or yeah. we send you to the or you can go there to go to fight. And then there was a massive battle. I can't remember what it was called, but they all said, "Look, you have to fight to the last man." And then they did, yeah. and all that, because they were yeah. like, "No one's coming for you. No one's going to save you." Yeah. So that yeah. was like <laughs> one of their famous stories. And I remember yeah. um, 
what was it? You ever heard of Bear Grylls from like Man vs. Wild and all that? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I've, I've seen that. So there was like a time when Bear Grylls like did his own, like Bear Grylls joins the French Foreign Legion. So they had him like running up everything, do all these like massive mm. hikes, like all the things that they would do yeah. in the French Foreign yeah. Legion. So. But that, um, when the TV comes in, when it was there, the TV, the French TV was there mm-hmm. when I joined. Yeah. Like because they were doing like an interview with with everyone that was in there, you know. Um, they used to have the video on YouTube, but they delete. But I have the screenshots when I appeared. Like that's pretty good. Nice. Um, yeah, but I saw this. A friend of mine told me that um, when Bear Grylls was there, mm-hmm. it was like it's all. Um, how can I say, fake? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Sure. It was like, yeah, you think that he's doing the old training, man. It's just they cut the scenes, you know, and then ah, oh, so it's just the best bits. Yeah, just the best bits, and then, oh my god, you think that he's the uh, hero, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, how old were you when you came to Australia? Uh, was twenty one. Twenty two. No, twenty one. I think. 20, yeah. Yeah. And I, was, I was turning twenty two. Yeah, yeah. And how old are you now? Uh, twenty five. Yeah, well, yeah. Not yeah. far off. I'm only 23 and all that. Yeah. So I was gonna say you couldn't have been much older than me, yeah. but that's still pretty, pretty impressive, though. So, did you come out here on your own, or did you come out here with your family? Uh, <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I decided to come here actually because when I went to Friend for Legion, I had the opportunity to come back because I had money in there in trainment, oh. so I couldn't stay there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. But they said, uh, after nine years, if you want to come back, you can come in. And then I was just like, nah, I can't stay here like without work for nine months, you know? So, and then I just decided to come back to Brazil. And then, yeah, with time, I'm just trying to find another, another place because Brazil in these days, uh, it's pretty, pretty hard to, you know, to live. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's not, but whereabouts like, um, where you from, like, was it, like a dangerous place, or is it just not that? Uh, not compar- comparing to Rio and and São Paulo, no, no, it's not that dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. it's still still dangerous. Like if you go outside, let's say one a.m. in the morning, yeah, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> nah, uh, fair enough. It's pretty risky. Fair enough. So when you came here, uh, how did you stumble across Bravos then? Oh, that's a <laughs> that's, that's a the best. Story, yeah. okay, that's the best right. story. <laughs> so, um, so bef- before I came to uh, to Perth, I was I was trying to find always like the guys that I was to, that I was gonna fight in here, mm-hmm. you know. And then I saw some guys, and then bang, there was a guy that was world champion in a blue belt. That was Louis. Oh. With Ryan, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh my God, he's a world champ! I'm ever gonna fight him at some time." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I came here, and then what was the question? Now I'm lost yeah, <laughs> because I thought across, I, that's yeah. okay. How did you come across Bravos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and then I fight against Lou in a competition. Mm-hmm. Like I was what maybe five months, five months here. And then Rodrigo was there as well. He's my coach. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just for against Lou, and there was a big war. Actually, a pull guard mm-hmm. on him. 
and then he opened my guard. But I had always a little tricky for big boys. So if you are listening to this podcast, don't mount on me. <laughs> um, and then, yes, then Louis was so strong, man. He's so strong. And then it was, then he passed my guard. And I remember there was like, okay, get a mount on me. And then he got a mount and then I foot lock him from my mount. You know, that's a little trick that I have. Um, and then that was, that was tense. That day was pretty tense because I broke his foot. Yeah, I broke his ankle. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That, that's why. And then... Especially in the competition. That, yeah, that, in the competition. Coming? Uh, Wait, are they coming, aren't they? It is coming, but... It's so not great. The, the thing that I do is... It's like you don't expect that it's going to come. And then... So I did. Um, and then I remember that the other day, I was like, ah, maybe I need to like messenger Rodrigo, you know, Rodrigo is my head coach, head coach from Bravos. Um, and then I'm maybe going to message him to tell, like to say sorry for what happened. Um, and then Rodrigo like saw the message at, at the time and then I was like, oh my God, he already saw the message. And then it's like, give me your number. And then, yeah, that's fine. Okay. And then I give his number, my number to him. And then he was like, uh, yeah, so you should, so, so thanks for sending me this message, you know. Um, and then what happened? He asked me to come to Bravos, travel meeting with him. And then I was like, oh my God, this guy and Louis is going to be there and they're going to try to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then he just asked me like, you know, I saw your jujitsu, I saw that I have a potential. And then if you want to join with us, so I'm going to have opportunity for you here. So, and that's what I, that's what I did. Just wow. hug the opportunity, you know. All that from breaking someone's, breaking his yeah. leg. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, sorry. <laughs> well, that's a very, that's a, that's a very interesting way to go. Because, yeah. well, I got to get hats off to him as well, because when someone obviously is breaking someone's leg, they're not really going to be in your best books for a while. And all no, that. But the fact no, that he no, invited man. you after that as well. Yeah. That yeah. showed that he saw something in. So yeah, in these days, me and Louis like we're our best friends at the gym. You know? Yeah, I can I <laughs> see like, that. I see that as well. Competition, yeah, as well, which is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's like the vibe that they have, it's it's amazing, you know. But the first day that I went there, and then he was there, was so awkward. I was like, "Hey, bro, how is your foot?" It's like <laughs> because I didn't have anything else to say, you know. It was like, "How's your foot?" Yeah, that's fine, man. Yeah, let's go. Let's jump in. Awesome. So. So, Ebony, how long you did you say you started training for now? Oh, about a week. About a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a week in. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm yeah. My little now. white belt. Yeah, <laughs> What's it like, though, like having a partner, you know, mm. at that level? And you're like, you in boyfriend mode? Uh, you're in instructor mode? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. no games. Good we train question. now. Yeah. So, we had a deal. So, mm -hmm. she can't train with me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rule only because it's like you don't want to mix your relationship. Um, yeah. You know, the head coach and his missus, they don't mix. Yeah, they don't mix as well. So, so um, <coughs> I like I like to help, you know. Mm -hmm. Like she really wants to learn. Um, but yeah, step by step. Yeah, baby <laughs> steps. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. Um, How did you two meet? <laughs> hey, that was a good story. That's a good story, huh? Um, so I met on Tinder. Yes, we met on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet, though, because, I mean, <laughs> most 
Believe it or not, with this way in our generation, it's going like uh, it's rare to meet someone or it is. Be it with is. He was actually the first um, guy oh, here we went go. on a date with. I was <laughs> so hesitant, and then um, he was very persistent. So he gave it a chance, and then yeah, I was like, I like this. That's guy, pretty good. So That's pretty good. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> and how long you two guys been together for now? <laughs> one year. One year. Oh, yeah. just coming up one year. Yeah. Yeah. One year and a bit. Yeah, so, like, what was it like trying to get her into BJJ? Did you go voluntarily? Or? Yeah, I was um, asking him for a long time because I was so excited. Like, I knew ev- I was meeting everyone from Bravos and I loved the vibe there. So I was like, oh, I really want to try. Mm. And um, it took him a while. I think he was a bit hesitant, being like, you know, you're fragile, don't hurt yourself. So <laughs> Yeah, but this deal that you have, she can train. Which I like. She can train only with Rodrigo. Yeah, she can I train like with that me. as well. Yeah. Um, I train in the Jindalup gym, so I've got my separate time, um, which I really like that. Yeah. <coughs> Rodrigo's an amazing, amazing coach, so yeah, it's really good. Well, cool. And did you ever do any kind of martial arts before? Is no. It? no, so it was the first time. This so what was it like yeah. then, the first lesson for you? So nervous. So <laughs> nervous. I mean, look, I had a bit of an idea um, from watching and, you know, being at the competitions and all of that, but... um. Yeah, I was so nervous, especially like even the warm-ups. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> but it's really good. Nice, nice. And what about you? Like, did you ever do any <coughs> other kind of martial arts while you were doing BJJ uh, or was it? Nah, nah. Yeah. I hate punching my face, man. <laughs> I, I can't. Feel you. I can't. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of, I feel that's one of the reasons why a lot of people actually take BJJ seriously or at least or get involved in it is because it doesn't involve strikes to the face intentionally. Intentionally, yeah, I say that because yeah, you know you get a cop a fucking elbow or yeah, a knee elbow, in the face, knees, even your one knee, like doing guard, <laughs> <laughs> you knee yourself. <laughs> yeah, didn't you get whacked in the nose or something? You told me about in this. Yeah, yeah. So what happened, what happened was that. Um, let me remember. It's so many injuries that like I don't, I don't even. He goes into so like. What happened mode. then? I. <laughs> he doesn't even. I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was a cross face or something. Oh, yeah. okay. That someone gave it to me at the gym, mm. the, the little cuddle, you know? <laughs> and then it was like, oh my God, man. But w- that was pretty bad. Okay. That was pretty bad. So what was the worst injury you say you've had then? The last one. Really? The worst one? The, no, no, no. Sorry. Say again. So what was the worst injury you say you ah, had? The worst one. Ah, when I broke my arm. I broke when it was white belt. Really? Yeah, I broke my, my humerus here. Holy yeah, shit. and then yeah, that was pretty bad. The doctor said to me like, "You need to stay six months, like without move your arm." Mm. And then yeah, I stayed two months uh, without move my arm. Always here, but all the classes I was there to watch, all the classes every single day. You know when it was what? But wow, I was like, "No, I need to stay. I need to watch. I can't lose one class." And then. Uh, I remember that it's two months. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Boom. I used to do like my belt and then I put my hand like inside the belt and just fighting with one arm. <laughs> it just, and my coach, you are crazy. Don't do this. And I was like, no, let me fight, please. I just want to fight. Just want to roll. Just want to have fun. And then, yeah. That's it. How did you break it in the first place? Was it like not tapping to an arm bar or was it? Uh, no, it was actually an accident. Um, I wasn't a single leg in a big dude from my gym for my old gym and then I did single leg on him and then he jumped on my back and then just lay on my arm and then he jumped on top wow. of my arm and then he just clack. Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy because 
I hear a lot of injuries in BJJ come from falling weight. Yeah. That's what I learned because it's not tapping or not tapping to, but it's when guys go for like a flying triangle or a flying armbar. Yeah. That the the risks that's actually involved in such a move, that's what really leads to the injury as well. Because if some, they, they'll teach you how to do the move, but they'll never teach you how to fall with the move. Exactly. Because it's well, exactly. it's not something you want to be involved in the first place. And that's why it's super important you understand the warm-up. Yeah. You know? Some people, like, they just ignore the warm-up when they are doing, you know? Anyone above a blue belt, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like yeah, collectively exactly. like a thing now. Anyone exactly. who's above a blue belt has a right to miss a warm-up mm. and all that. Yes. So. And it's, just, it's, it's not just only the warm-up that they miss. It's the basics, you know? Mm-hmm. You can see, like... When I when I fight jujitsu, I like I try to do my basics really perfect. You know, I try to miss like any kind of little steps that I do. You know, I try to do always perfect. Of course, it is hard when the level comes up. You need to really uh, understand how to do the counters, the counter of the counter. You know, but when you have when you start jujitsu and you do the basics right, so you're gonna have a really really good jujitsu like for the other belts. You know. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. Like, uh, there's a few things like, like we argue in the jiu-jitsu world and all that. Um, but personally, for someone such as yourself, who's been doing this for like ten years now. Like, uh, what's the? What do you believe? Where do you believe that jiu-jitsu is going right now in terms of like gi or no gi? Do you believe that the idea that there is a massive exodus right now to no gi because one, you know, gis are cheaper. Sorry, gis are expensive. Yeah, and people believe it's more uh, practical. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, no, no gi is getting really, really popular now. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> no. I like no gi as well. I love no gi. Um, but I think, man, what I would say for you, I think both, both are really. How can I say? Um, both are really good. I love I love I love both. Um, like I I have a pretty a goal now to do to do the world championship. You mm-hmm. know, like for me that's what I'm having focus now. I don't know like too many things about like fighting inogi. I know that has a lot of money in there. Like if you want to fight in the US, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I don't have too many f- too much focus in inogi now. I don't. Yeah. Okay, so like, what's your typical weekly schedule? Like, how many like gi sessions do you do, or do you do like a casual no gi session, or every day? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, but set, we talk it seven days a week. Yeah. Wow. No, no, every day. I mean, You're not like in like ma- ma- Yeah. <laughs> Monday, Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, walk me through like what's like a schedule for like you? Do you have a typical? Do you have a nine to five as well, or? Um, actually, I really, really would like to train more. You know, uh, I really, I really can't train more because I'm always busy, like teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I try always to train in my classes when I'm gonna teach, and then I try to train together. But the problem is when I do this, I leave a little bit my students. You know, when I when I'm seeing their roles, so I can't see when they roll, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I feel like, oh my god, I need to watch them. You know, even to don't get injury or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I do around what, seven or six hours of Fuji today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, coaching and, yeah. and training. 
Oh, yeah. So yeah. you've made a living off it now, just coaching and all that. Yeah. If <sighs> I put, if I put more, one hour of study as well that I do, every day, one hour studying. Well, and how do you study? Just study online. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, as yeah. in, like, you do an online course or? No, no, I study jujitsu oh, positions. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you say study, it's like, <laughs> oh, are you studying for something and yeah, all that? Yeah, nah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, fuck, like, that's pretty impressive, though. Like, yeah. if you get, is it, has it always been like that? Or where did you no. hit, like, a point in your career in your life where you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to get there? Actually, I was working in another place. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was working, like, at the gym and then in another place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good as well. Pretty good work, like good boss and everything. But um, I think when you talk about dream, you know, um, is that thing that you can't you can't stop dreaming about. You can't like it's always in your mind, you mm-hmm. know. And that's what I always dream. I was like, no, I want to be a coach. I want to train jujitsu for all my life, you know. And that's what I did. What was pretty hard because everyone around me of course not people from bravos like friends and something they used to say like ah you need to stay in your job you need to like because he of course really hard to get the visa to stay you know yeah. um but i really i really trust in my jiu-jitsu i really trust that jiu-jitsu is gonna give me like a lot of opportunities in the future you know mm-hmm. and that's what i want for my life i think i need to follow this this dream that i have mm-hmm. you know and that's what i'm doing now yeah. Like it just, I decide to, to just train jujitsu and coaching, you know. So that that's what I really want. I actually got to give hats off to that because I feel like on these days a lot of people live lives of quite desperation. Like yeah. they say, for example, they want to do one thing, but that thing's not getting them money or it's not giving them anything that they need exactly. at the moment. So they'll yeah. try and stick to what it is that they're doing right now. Yeah, it's like I say, for example, we p- I tell people with this podcast, like. It's a lot like jujitsu to get a black belt. It takes what you could say 10 years at least for someone to actually even make money off a podcast. It takes years and years and years. Yeah. It takes it's the same time. with you. I, man, I, I make money with jujitsu because I'm a coach, yeah. you know, but if it's like, a, I just want to be an athlete. No, you can't make money. Yeah. Well, why, why do you think that is? There's like no money right now. Like, well, a, or at least a lack of. Money in Look, that that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I have, I have a lot of guys now like trying to negotiate with me, mm-hmm. like brands, uh, some guys they organize some kind of events as well, and then you know the hardest part it is that they don't put money, you mm. know, and that's the hardest part because that's my job. You know, I prefer, I prefer staying like doing ten PTs. Mm-hmm. Then private classes mm-hmm. at Bravos, and then I'm gonna stay there, get my money. You know, I'm gonna be helping my students. That's what I love. That that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Then stay. Uh, I can train five hours of my day just for myself, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna try to compete a competition that I don't even know if I'm gonna win, and I won't receive anything. Sometimes I need to pay for that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that, that that's pretty hard because sometimes people that contract you, they they don't. They don't think about this, you know. They just like, oh my god, yeah, let's do a favor to him, to just give like some ghee or just give some clothes to him or just give some, like the product, you know. And that's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. Like you, 
to live you live to be an athlete you know and that's what i'm gonna do now you know i'm gonna i'm gonna um, i have this little tour that i'm gonna do okay so mm-hmm. i did guessing you're coming with as well uh, yeah, s- some of them <laughs> I, I think my goal is to go to Worlds with you She's taking so, a lot for the ride yeah. <laughs> You can go um, So I had this little tour mm. now You know, because um, I, 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 need, I need to pay for the price mm-hmm. Right, so I did SGT And then I was like Okay, I'm gonna do States mm-hmm. Okay, after States I'm gonna do Nationals now, next month Okay, so where is Nationals gonna be? It's gonna be Melbourne Oh yeah! Nice. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do nationals. That's fine. Uh, I'm gonna do pump packs, and then if AGP tour is gonna be in Sydney as well, so I'm gonna go to AGP tour maybe in Feb or January. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. They don't say the dates. Um, and then worlds in June next year. Wow! So that's what you've got mapped out now. For yes, the yes, year. that's what I'm gonna do. Wow! And that's why I say to you that I would like to train more because. Oh. I'm training, I'm drilling, I'm studying, but I know that four words and it should be complete in everything. You know, I know that I need to train more. I know that I need, what I need to do is just now the time is pretty short. Oh, well, well with yeah. all that, you know, all that studying, competing, training and all that, like, how do you guys like make time for each other? Uh, we live together, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we yeah. make time, we do things together, but I support him and I love doing I love being there for him and like obviously I'm doing jiu-jitsu now so like we've got that to talk about but we always make time for each other yeah yeah does it change your perspective at all about it like when you're at because I've always believed like when you see something from an outside perspective you're always like oh they're just doing fighting or whatever Mm -hmm. but when you actually do the thing as well your perspective towards it like changes like oh so this is what it's like and all that yeah. Ah, this is good. <laughs> That's why he loves so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- I think I think jiu-jitsu you have this this good environment, you mm-hmm. know? I think jiu-jitsu is not only ah, I'm going to go fight and then that's it. I think the people that brings you like you're going to have people around you that never wants to see you like crying, never wants to see you bad in a good in a bad mood, you know? So people are going to going to be always elevating your you yeah i think that's good i think that's why she she really wanted to do it as well that's why like okay if you really want to do it yeah so you the can environment's do it. so amazing everyone's so supportive and just so kind and it is a really good environment so yeah i wanted to be a part of that so, yeah. so when you guys are like like that's really good because i gotta give credit to Bravos as well because at states there was so many of you guys and <laughs> so yeah. many of you've won yeah and i wish we i got wish we got five, five double gold. Yeah. I think yeah. ABJWA put out like the most points for yeah. cl- cl- uh, club. I think Brothers won that. And then, but yeah, it was yeah. like by 200 or something like that. I think it'd be more. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Definitely more. Yeah. And I was the only one there representing my gym and the adults, you know. Yeah. And that's one thing I wish that because being part of the UFC gym, like even though, again, we're not an actual fight gym. Mm hmm. We have little bits of everything, but I always go out of the way to do these competitions. One, obviously, because there's a lot of benefit from competing. Mm-hmm. But two, just to prove that, you know, hey, we actually are not as bad as you think we are. Yeah. You know, that too. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, but for someone I've who's competed as much as you have, or that, like, what advice would you give to someone who's, like, 
dare say, competing for the first time? Um, so when when I came when I came from Brazil, like be- before that, of course, when I was uh, competing in Brazil, mm-hmm. I was like the only guy because I was just training a filial. I I didn't train like in the biggest uh, gym. Um, and then sometimes I used to go by myself to competitions as well, mm-hmm. like in my in my state. And I was like, ah oh, man, why am I doing this? You know. But I think that I have the same the same feeling, like no, I need to prove to my friends that this is possible. Doesn't matter what, doesn't matter which gym we have, doesn't matter where we are stepping, doesn't matter where we train, so we can do what we trust, you know. And I always trust in myself, always trust in my coach, uh, my friends as well from the gym, mm-hmm. and that's what I. That's what I did, you know, like, no, let's go, guys. And then, um, unfortunately, the gym that I was, um, when I left, like, everyone, I think, disappeared from the gym as well, didn't want to train anymore. And then COVID as well, like, broke up everything. Yeah. What did you do during, like, uh, COVID and all that? Did you, were you, because obviously when gym shut, obviously, you know, you couldn't do anything. You can go yeah. outside. Like, what did you do to train? Yeah. Um, so I used to train with my friends in a garage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we're like, ah, man, we just need to train. You can't stop training, you know. Um, so, yeah, we did that. Then I was working, like, in this place that I told you. So I could work in that place. So that's why just staying there. What about you? Did you, how did you guys like survive through COVID and all that? Did you have to like, okay, we got to stay in one house, or did you stay separately? Mm. Or I think a little bit. I can't remember now. Um, we met in the first lockdown, and then we spent the first lockdown together. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, like, okay, so that's like <laughs> that a deal breaker. Like <laughs> Three days break. together, like. like ah. He acts like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that was like a make or break, really. And then we spent a week together when we had COVID. Yeah, yeah we were going crazy. Kind of feels like everyone's just forgotten about it now, right? Because everyone feels like yeah. everyone's moved on. Yeah, yeah everyone's had. Yeah. Like, have you had COVID? Yeah. Okay. Have you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what was it like? Because I, I have not got it. Really, I've, I've dodged it. Do you know what? I just had. The, well, I've got the flu now, and um, that was worse than COVID. COVID's. Yeah. COVID was like two days, well. and then yeah. we were fine. I think he got it a few days after me, and he was like, no, 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 you got it first, but <laughs> then you got it, and it hit you hard. So. But yeah, yeah. No, it was fine. It was just a flu. I'm the only one who's like dodged it so far. Like the whole, my, yeah, I got a feeling it's coming and all that, but yeah. I can feel it. I've, I got a feeling when it does come, mm. like, oh no, yes. yeah, I'm so <laughs> far behind everyone. Like I've dodged it up to this point. You're gonna get it, and everyone's gonna be like. Really? That's like so flat. Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad that everyone's like moved on from it and all that mm. because I would, uh, from the, the gym owners that I've spoken to, like belts who run their own gym, like this year was a hard year for everyone. For everyone. Definitely. And yeah. now that it's, it's still even harder, for, it's still even harder. And they argue that it was even harder this year than it was last year and all that because with all the situations with the vaccine debates and, Blah blah blah. Mm. People trying to leave the country. People trying to come yeah. in. It's it's not great. <coughs> anyway, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> <coughs> it's 
it's good though because <coughs> it's starting to go back to normal as well. Like people are traveling overseas, especially <coughs> in Europe, and it just feels like the world is slowly going back yeah. to normal, which is really good. Yeah. <coughs> All right, that was the last one. Anyway, as I was saying, there's one thing I actually wanted to ask you because yeah, it's quite common these days in BJJ to be people debating like the validity of stripes and all that on the belts. Like, what's your stance on it? Do you believe that stripes are really are a true reflection of progression, or do you just believe that it's yeah, something? Definitely. That, yeah, definitely. I think I'm really, I really like our system at Bravos. You know mm-hmm. that. You need to do the stripes, the stripe exam. Oh, there's a stripe exam. Yeah. Okay, so tell me yeah. about this. Uh, so we have all the positions that you need to do. Like, of course, the first stripe is gonna be what thirty positions. You know, maybe the second one's gonna be, I think forty or something, and then of course we're more positions. So when I did my, my, my exam for my brown belt, uh, I had to do two hundred seventy positions. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, look looks like a lot, but when you like start <laughs> to separate the things like the positions, like okay, I'm gonna do six positions from full guard, and then six positions from open guard, six positions from the lahiva, you know. So if you start to break down the positions, it's like easy. But I really think that's a that's amazing, you know. That's why it's gonna make you progress because um, I know people that they are in jujitsu like. Uh, they got purple belt, blue belt, and mm-hmm. they don't even know where jiu-jitsu come from, mm-hmm. you know? And in my gym, Brazil, we had to study as well the story about jiu-jitsu, and you need to do self-defense as well wow. for the exam, you know? I think that's super, super, super important, you know? No, like I don't it, think any other gym, though, in Perth would do something like that, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that's the tradition that we need to, to keep in jiu-jitsu, you know? Uh, like sometimes you're gonna know, you know, you, you think that you know jiu-jitsu and then someone's gonna attack you in the street and then you're gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna use burn bolo now. No, you won't, be, you, you won't use burn bolo. <laughs> you won't use your lapel, you know? And people don't don't even know how to fight. Of course, you're not gonna use jiu-jitsu outside, but if you need it, you need to be ready, you know? Uh, I think that is super important. You understand self-defense. You understand where jiu-jitsu come from. You need to understand who is bushesha. You know, <laughs> you need to understand who is Grace's family. You need to understand who is Ali Gracie. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that's the spirit of the the martial art in Jiu-Jitsu. You know, me personally, like, l- I feel like if you really do enjoy it that much, you would have an interest to know about where it came from. One hundred percent, and one hundred percent. What you're talking about just shows that people's interest. Some people do it for reasons that are obviously like you know it's a, it's a hobby yeah internal reasons yeah. by all that but if you actually like enjoyed it that much you would yeah. go out and research it mm. for me personally i mean obviously i do it from listening to podcasts have you yeah, ever read yeah. the book uh brief ricks and gracie's brief uh i i've heard his podcast but i didn't uh listen to it. man his book is insane because yeah. um it's I'd like to buy it yeah, oh i need to buy it you shouldn't just get it on audible and all that yeah, so that's yeah. what i listen to because ricks and mm talks it in his own voice and all that as well so yeah. he's telling his own story mm-hmm. uh but he was telling me about his pa- he talks a lot about his past like with valley tudo fights valley tudo yeah now because obviously Bra- brazilians you speak portuguese yes um valley tudo is portuguese meaning no holes barred 
Um, Did I get that correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's yeah, the trendi- yeah. translation. Yeah, yeah, the translation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he... Like everything is allowed. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, the biggest uh, misconception I had was like, I always believed like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was like some private, you know, mm-hmm. art and it was just run by the Gracie family. And if you wanted to learn it, you had to be part of that yeah. clan and all yeah. that. And then I realized the history behind it was like fights on the beach yeah, and like the yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Like starting in in Rio as well, man. It's like crazy. Like people from all the martial arts used to come to their gym, and then like, oh, let's see if it works. And then, okay, come down. Yeah. <laughs> this may sound a bit strange to us as well, but because we you, we just mentioned that about other martial arts, but have you ever been in a situation in the gym where? Not a lot. Okay, no, not a uh, no. Actually, once in Brazil. Okay, yeah, a big dude. Like you should train like just weights at the gym, and then he used to go like in our gym just to watch and then talk with my because he was like not friend of my coach. He was like just a you know, um, and then he went there. I was like, ah, oh, let's try jujitsu. Let's see what is what is this. But like, oh wait, don't he di- he didn't trust that works, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my coach said to me because I always was the little was the little one at the gym, you know. It was like 60, no, 64 kilos when I started. And it was like, then my coach said to, said to him, okay, I'm going to put Igor first with you. Uh-huh. And then it was like, I destroyed this guy, big guy. <laughs> and then he was like, wow, man. And then he's training at, you know. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Um, but you yeah. compete at uh, 90, 94 now? 94, man. Look these arms, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm big. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like um outside of did you do you ever do any like weight training? Do you ever do any strength conditioning? Uh I try mats as I can. Yeah. You know, I try I try to stay of course now I had uh SCT and then states. Mm-hmm. So I need to have like a little break now. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise my body's gonna break down, you know. So I this week I just took it off of training. So I, I came back on Thursday. And then I train on Thursday, Friday, and then today mm-hmm. as well. Um, just a little bit, not not nothing crazy. But next week, you're going to go full strength oh. again, you know. Okay. Uh, just need to have this week a little bit off of no no weights, nothing. And then after you can, because otherwise your body, you just get sick, you know. It's the worst, it's the worst thing. Yeah. yeah. Because... Yeah. Honestly, I always believe like people when it comes to classes as well. They always say, "Oh, just roll light, just roll light." I'm like, mm, I don't believe in ro- people ever roll uh, light. Nah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the one thing I learned. Especially when because I'm still at the white belt stage, I don't think yeah. anyone really rolls light. I just don't believe I had the sk- you most white belts. I even have the skills at that level mm, to be roll yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I really think that you learn like in a purple belt. <laughs> yeah, how to okay. That's how I ho- that's how I roll like light mm-hmm. we call sochinho in portuguese like the floor roll you know oh okay yeah. interesting so the next thing i wanted to like ask you was uh it's a it's pretty debatable nowadays because in jiu-jitsu you know leg locks and knee bars and foot locks or something that hasn't been around for quite long and all that yeah so what's your stance on that and where it should be taught amongst the belt systems I've had some guys tell me you shouldn't be really doing any kind of leg locks or foot locks until you're at least a blue belt. 
I've heard some people tell them, especially shouldn't be doing any toe bars, so toe holds and knee bars to at least purple. Yeah. Um, mainly because it's not really part of the basics. So what's mm-hmm. your stance on that? Um, I think when you are white belt, let's talk about first the white belt. When you get the fourth stripe in a white belt, you need to be allowed already to be tapping the blue belt. Mm-hmm. You need to be um, allowed already to know how to do wrist locks. Mm-hmm. Position that everyone ignores and I get everyone mm-hmm. because nobody use. And I love it, you know, because everyone ignores like, ah, wrist lock doesn't work. It's always there. Like when someone control your gi, the wrist lock is going to be there. Just look to his hand and then you can get the hand, you know. Um, and that's what I do at the gym, you know, because I'm I'm one of the higher belts, uh, the higher belts at the gym. So that's what I do. If you have four stripe in your white belt, I'm going to wrist lock you. Mm-hmm. If you are purple belt and then you are you have four stripe in your purple belt it's just like locks you know thing that i learned how to do it and i still i still didn't know how to do like a good leg lock but because i'm fresh uh, fresh brown belt Mm -hmm. like i have one year and a bit of the brown belt you know um but i always trying to improve this uh and then uh i remember when i got my brown belt uh, Rodrigo always used to put me in positions that he he go for the leg lock, you know. And then it was like, it's another game. If you don't understand how to do it, so if you have four stripes in your white belt, train how to do wrist locks, train how to defend the wrist lock. Mm-hmm. Tap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't try to be here on wrist locks because you're going to make a wrist. And it's the same for, for foot locks. Uh, foot, straight foot lock is fine, like in a white belt. I think that is not that dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. You know when your foot's going to break. But toho, knee locks, uh, heel hooks as well. Like you, when you are purple belt, four stripe, brown belt, you need to to understand like the mechanics, you know. I think not just, ah, I'm going to understand this position. No, understand the concept on the position. You know, that's what I really like about jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. When I study jiu-jitsu, I don't study like, ah, do you see that position? You know, I study all the concept over one position, you know, what my opponent can do, what I can do if my opponent do another thing, another reaction, you know, that that's what I like. That's why when I'm rolling and when I'm competing, I always going to have an answer for everything. I always going to try to have an answer for everything, you know, doesn't matter what. How, how do you study, by the way? Do you just watch tape or do you have like... Those um, on, what is like those, I, uh, I have a platform that I study that's um, AOJ. Mm-hmm. That's the gym like for Rafael Mendes and Guilherme Mendes. I'm big fan of their jiu-jitsu. I know they are. What, what makes it so special? Um, I think the results, of course, that they had in the past, you know, and they always creating new positions. That's what I like. And the positions that they put, they are is sweet with my game, you know. Um like how they do a good guard pass, understanding, because they are light, I'm light as well, you know? So I really put myself in that situation, like, no, I need to understand this concept. And that's what I like when they are teaching as well. Uh, they explain not only the position, they're gonna understand all concept over one position, you know? They like really like to study one position for whole, for whole um, class, and that's what I like. Um. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So the next thing I got to ask you, obviously, is a personal question and all that. Mm-hmm. And since obviously, Ebony, you're also a <laughs> yeah. white belt as well, just recently training. Um, what advice 
Well, that's you would get this is actually a two part question. What mm-hmm. what advice do you give to a white belt, you know, who wants to progress to blue belt? And what do you believe is the things they should have like on a checklist? Yeah. Like just oh, if you don't mind me asking, does Brothers has an a exam to get to blue belt? Yes. Oh well that's yes. that's even, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think the exam you're really gonna understand how to do that position, you know. Because you're gonna be in front of me or Rodrigo and then you're gonna be applying the exam on you. So you need to be ready, you know. If you're not ready, if you can't deal with that, simple, you're not gonna get a belt, you know. So you need to go there and deserve a belt. It's not just I. Ah, it's just time, you know. Yeah. That's what most of the gym they do. They're like sometimes they have three hundred students, and they don't even know the coach. Don't even know who is that guy, and then he's like giving a blue belt to him. Mm-hmm. I was like, doesn't make sense, you know. Mm-hmm. So and you have the amount of the classes that you need to to do as well to get your blue belt to get your first stripe in a white belt um what's the question again sorry like what what criteria (laughs) yeah i talk a lot like what it was it was two-part question like what advice would you give to someone who wants to go Uh, to blue and what are the criteria they should know um i think the most important one and that we don't do we know because i'm always like uh the white belts they don't do they don't have like the frequency to come to the class you know, because sometimes it's going to be like they're going to go one day and then the other day, ah, today is raining, <laughs> ah, today is cold. We call me yeah, like excuse, you know, like if you really, really want to get good, if you really have someone, you look to someone like at the competition, you're like, fuck, I want to be like that guy. But that guy, he's training a lot. He's training hard. You know, he's going to go always to the gym. He's going to do weights. He's gonna train a lot. He's gonna study jujitsu. He's gonna brief jujitsu. You know, that's what I do because I really want to be the best. You know, and if you want to be the best, you need to do this. You need to show up at the gym. You need to train. You need to brief jujitsu. You know, um, people are gonna say to you as well, ah, you can't compete if you are a coach. You know, don't tell me this. I can't compete. Really? They say that? Yeah. Why yeah, people's they? gonna say because it's like, oh my God, you are too busy at the gym teaching and blah blah man you can do it you know because you are teaching the same time that you are teaching you are learning as well you know i think when i got my brown belt i think i improved like 50 percent of my game just because i was teaching you know maybe some question that your student have um you're gonna be like oh my god that that's a good question you know sometimes you ask yourself like what should i do at that stage and then like and then you need to have the answer if you don't have the answer, well, you, can't, you can't just say, I don't know if it was a yeah, situation. Yeah, you're going to, ah, oh, I don't know the answer, you know. And it's like, <laughs> nah, you, you can't do this in front of your student, you know. So you always need to have, like, what should I do in this position? And, like, no, you should do this, you should do that, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, if you really want to get good, if you really want to, like, be the best on your states or in your country, I think you need to show up in the class and then head down and just train. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've always said that, like, um, we put a lot of things, again, we've also spoken about time, but we put a lot of things into time. Like, you need to do more than just do it for two years. You need to actually make sure that the quality of your time spending on it yeah, is important. Definitely. So that's why I believe um, competing it's such a big thing. And then there's the it best is, thing about it Perth. is yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, you know? the best thing about Perth is that we actually have an abundance of competitions. I didn't actually know that just until last year and all 
and when I actually first started competing as well. But actually, actually, don't have many competitions. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we had not this year though as many. Yeah, yeah. But that because I just realised we only had one big SGT and we've had a few cancel yeah. because of COVID sucks. But no, we we do have it. But like, if you see, if you if you put today like his move comp in the other course, they are fighting every weekend. You know, mm. and like here we are. Okay, so we have SGT and we have states. Yeah, you know, and then now we're gonna have the Nogi states. We're gonna have another competitions in Nogi, and then like, it's fine. It is. It is good. It's better than nothing. You know, but yeah, I think you have some stage that you're gonna be like, oh my god, I need to compete more. You know, to have. I think when you compete, your your jujitsu is gonna improve like 100 percent more quicker. You I've, know, I've always believed like. If you do a competition that's like a month's training in a day, because yeah. you do it, the best thing about yeah. SGT is round robin in six matches, yeah. six matches against yeah. six different guys. So yeah. what you may believe is going to work on one person is not going to work on the other person. Exactly. So you're going to have to adjust your game. Uh, but the the one thing I just didn't like is just like knockout tournaments. I don't think I could stick to those at white belt because you know what may work against one person will maybe not work against the other mm. but that person may not be the best guy on the day and the yeah, other thing is they yeah, say exactly. is sometimes it's a luck of the draw i think well. i think in the lower belts like let's say what i'm going to say for you in a white belt is just prepare yourself for the highest belts you know like for your blue for your purple mm-hmm. and then everything is going to be like even me even for me like i'm preparing myself for the black belt you know I don't want to be in a black belt and then someone's going to look at me and like, this guy's not a black belt. <laughs> you know, that's the worst thing. It's the same thing now. If you're going to get a blue belt soon, you're going to feel like you need to feel that you are a blue belt, you know. You, you're not going to feel 100%. You're not going to feel like, oh my God, I'm a blue belt now, you know. Um, but you need to train for that. You know, I think you need to like go to the competitions. You're going to improve. Like you come back from the competition, you're going to fix your mistakes the things that it's rare to see people doing, you know, and that's what we do at the gym. So this week is all revision of the mistakes at the competition of everyone, you know, awesome. uh, and that's what I did as well. So I got caught this competition in a deep half, like all week I was like, okay, start the raw, start in a deep half, <laughs> awesome. you know, so that that's what you need to do to improve and then. Okay, okay, so final question, so just before we clear this up, because we spoke a lot about competing, do you believe there should be a limit, a minimal amount of time? Like, or obviously there should be, but what do you believe the the best minimal amount of time it is before training in BJJ before you start competing? One week. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no. Okay, let's go. This weekend, set her up. <laughs> I would have you, no idea what I was doing. You're gonna <laughs> compete in the first one. Um, actually, the pain, man. Like, I think. Um, depends I'll, on the person as yeah, well. Yeah, depends like a lot of the person. Yeah, depends you know. again if you're showing up, if you're training, and yeah, because I have guys at the gym that they they do two classes, three classes a day, mm-hmm. and then I have guys that they do two a week. You know, so the progress is not going to be the same of them. You know, so this guy that maybe train two or three times a week, yes, you can compete in like let's say three months. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. In my first competition was three months training. Like crazy, ah, let me go coach, let me go. And it was like, bang, one minute of fight, the guy choked me out. And it's like, yes, I like that. <laughs> let me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. 
Alright guys, so that is game. Thank you very much everybody for listening. And if you want to follow Igor, where can they find you, man? Uh you can find me on Instagram, Igor Martins BJJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also guys if you want to follow Bravos Bravos uh, Instagram handle will be in the link in the description and it's located in Joondalup as well uh, so we have a gym in Joondalup and then we have another one in O'Connor oh so yes. there's two yes we have two gyms now okay so which one came first uh, in O'Connor oh. yeah that's the main one and then you have in Joondalup now they reopened in December oh. yeah so I teach at both both gyms so yeah oh wow so you're driving back and forth yeah two. back and forwards man always like monday monday wednesday and saturday i'm in the south mm-hmm. and then tuesday thursday friday i'm in the north wow yeah awesome well you truly are dedicated to it man Ooh. and look yeah. all the Ooh. best good luck Great at well good luck at nationals yeah and, uh, let's go all right guys thank you very much for listening and that thank is you game so much